Alexis says she can't hear you. All right, welcome everyone to our drive-in service. You should be able to hear me two ways through the speakers if you got your window down and then also hopefully you can hear me through the radio. So we appreciate y'all being out here this morning. All right, James, if you go up and help them. All right, well, welcome everybody. We're going to get started. We've got uh, James, and he's uh, going around helping people, I believe, with the radio. And then also we have Brother Guy and Brother John Spencer, who's going around, who's helping park. And we're trying to keep you just, uh, you know, one space uh, between you. We've got plenty of room for that. And trust you can hopefully see me and hear me and all that good stuff before we get started. It's so good to see everybody out there. We're doing something a little different, a little unusual, but already I've really enjoyed it being out here. Thank the Lord for a good, beautiful day, and thank the Lord for this fellow right here, Raymond Surratt, everybody. We appreciate him and helping me on the uh, sound system. Well, I want to give you a couple of announcements. We'll start out with that. This is going to be a short and sweet service, and so what we'll do is I'm going to give you the birthdays, anniversaries, and all that good stuff. And then we'll get right into the sermon, which will be the majority of our service. And then we're going to skedaddle out of here, okay? <laughs> All right. So we've got a couple birthdays today. We want to uh, wish Leland Lyons a happy birthday today. And then I know James had one this past week. We didn't get we announced that on live last Sunday. And then uh, Saturday, April the 25th, uh, Kelly May up here is going to have a birthday. Yeah, there she is. And then a happy anniversary today to Jerry and Mary Hopkins. Remember, Brother Jerry's preaching at Community Baptist this morning, so pray for him. And then Keith and Becky Light, you also want to uh, pray for them. And uh, they have anniversary day down in Greensboro. And then uh, tomorrow, let's on uh, Monday the 20th, we got Guy and Kathy Hilton. We're, there's Brother Guy over there, so we wish them a happy anniversary. All right, so let's get right down to it and get in the Word of God this morning. And I want you to turn to John chapter number 6 and trust you have your Bibles with you. And then we're also live on Facebook, so we appreciate those uh, listening. And we've got Brother James Clifton monitoring that right now, helping us out. And then later we'll put it on the website and YouTube. All right, turn with me to John's uh, Gospel chapter number 6. And I want you to look at verse number 52. So John chapter 6 and verse number 52. And we have the Lord Jesus here. His words are in red. And he's going to have a hard saying. That's going to be hard to accept for a, a lot of people, as he often did. And if you look at verse uh, number 52, the Bible says, this when. It says, The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Now, he just talked about a couple things. The feeding of the 5,000 has already taken place. He's given his uh, great discourse on being the bread of life. And now over here, he is going to put it into spiritual terms for them. And the Bible says, The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us flesh to eat? Then Jesus saith unto them, now this is going to be a hard saying for those who are not spiritually minded, and it's going to be pretty blunt and pretty straightforward to those who don't understand spiritual things. And he says here, verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, 
Ye have no life in you. Verse 54. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father. So he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. But he eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Now this was a, a very hard saying for those who have fallen the Lord Jesus. He accumulated a large crowd around him as he did oftentimes. And he's getting ready to thin that crowd out. Now folks, this uh, pandemic is what it shows us. Is it's really maybe so much uh, thin the crowd out to see who the real Christians are, to see who the real people who are following the Lord are, those who are faithful and those who are going to follow Him no, no matter what. And so a lot of times people would follow the Lord for the wrong reasons, and we see that here, but when He starts talking the true blue Christianity, there's some that's not going to be able to hang around too much longer. Now look at verse 60. The Bible says, Many therefore of the disciples... When they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Now, right here, after he said that, those that didn't understand, many of his disciples, his pupils, his students, those listening, when they heard this, they said, hey, this is a hard saying. This is hard to accept. Who can accept this hard saying? Who can bear to hear it? And see, Jesus was God. The Bible says in John that he didn't need anybody to testify of man because he knew what was in man. And here it says, When Jesus knew therefore in himself that his disciples murmured at his saying, at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit. Now he's, he's telling them this is a spiritual thing right here. That quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. And who should betray him. Now listen. Verse 65. And he said unto them, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him my father. Now listen to verse 66. That's where we're going to take our text this morning. From that time many of his disciples, many of his followers, many of his pupils, many of his students went back and the Bible says they walked with him no more. Now let's talk about this verse John 6 66. Now it's been described as the saddest verse in all the Bible because why? Because many that were following him, many that were along with him, what did they do? They turned back and they didn't come and follow him any longer. So what I want to preach to you on this morning is the subject of dedicated discipleship. Dedicated discipleship. We're going to examine that 66 verse and let me just say 
in the Bible, man was created on the sixth day, and the number six in the Bible is the number of man. And we know when we study the book of the Revelation that the mark of the beast is what? 666, 666. So isn't it interesting that when it talks about flesh and man and the failure of man that we have here those who turn back and walk with him no more. Now look at verse 66 again. It says from that time after he'd had that hard saying, many of his disciples went back. Now that word many means large, a large congregation left. And then also disciples being a learner or a disciple, they done what? They, the Bible says they went, which means to go away. It means to depart. It means to go away in order, uh, in order to follow anyone. So they were going away and say, listen, I can't take any more of this. I can't follow this anymore. I've come about as far as I'm going to go, and this, this is about it for me. It's getting too tough, and it's getting too rough, and I can't handle the hard saying of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says they went back, and, and it says they walked with him no more. And that means to walk to one's own way, to progress, and to make due use of opportunities. So you give the idea that when they heard that hard saying, those that didn't understand spiritual things, they said, listen, that, that's about all I can take, and, and, and I've had about enough. And as we say, Brother James, they said, I'm out. I'm out. That's about all I can handle. But let me just say this. It was a stern saying. It was a very stern saying by our Lord Jesus. The Bible says here that it was a hard saying, a hard saying. In verse number 60, said this is a hard saying. Who can, who can, who can uh, take it? Who can bear it? In verse number 60, when they heard about, you got to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. In verse 60, many therefore his disciples, when they heard this, said this is a hard saying. Who can, who can hear it? So they said this is uh, rough. This is blunt. This is harsh. This is rough. Very stern. The second thing I want you to notice is it was scandalized. It was scandalized. Many people, as the Lord Jesus said here in verse number 62, or 61, I should say, when, the, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured, because he was God, folks, and he knew those who would criticize and murmur and complain on the inside. Jesus knew in himself his disciples were murmured, and he asked them the question, does this offend you? Does this offend you? Uh, to offend means to set a stumbling block in the way of another that they may trip and fall. That is a, a uh, to be, it means to be offended. So our Lord's teaching at times, uh, listen, can be either stumbling block or stepping stone, one or the other, depending on how you take it. But see, our Lord Jesus was uh, not hard to understand. Hey, before I was saved, it seemed that the Bible was hard to understand. The Bible was complicated. The Bible didn't make much sense to me. But listen, after I got saved and started understanding, understanding spiritual things, I realized that, listen, Christianity is not difficult. Christianity is not complicated. It's simply trust and obey. So our Lord Jesus' teaching was not hard to understand, but listen, it was hard to accept. Hard to accept. Not hard to understand. The Jewish uh, religious leaders both misunderstood his words and rejected him. 
So let me say a couple things about that in the wind. <laughs> Number one is we live in a day, and folks, here's what this pandemic has done. It has, listen to me, it has reduced church, the church, to the very simplest form that it was first created. Here we have behind us a building of brick and mortar, mortar and windows and, and steeple and gym and vans and mission house and all of these things in here. But listen, because this pandemic, we can't go in here. But folks, this thing I'm touching right now is a building. It's a facility. But this one I'm looking at right here across the parking lot, this is the church, folks, right here. Amen. Right here, the people that make up the church. And in the early church, they didn't have a building. They didn't have a building to meet in. They didn't have a facility to meet in. But you know what they had? They had the Word of God. And you know what we got? We got the Word of God. And what else did they have? They had prayer. We can still pray. We can still assemble together in, in such a fashion as this, right? And they had fellowship. And they had prayers. And they had the offering. Amen. Somebody say amen right there. They had the basic, simplest form of the church there in Jerusalem. And there's nobody out there, no matter what they could say, that could have anticipated what we're going through right now. No one could have anticipated at the 1st of 2020 when we started a new year that here in a couple months that we would be out here in the parking lot. <laughs> Nobody could have anticipated that. But listen, here we are. And what it shows me is I'm encouraged. And I'm encouraged because if you got the real deal, folks, and you're a real follower of Christ, and you really live for Christ, we're going we're gonna to have church some way, somehow. Amen. We're going to have church. That might not be church as some people know it, but it's gonna, we're going to have church because we still got the Word of God, we still got prayer, we still got fellowship, we still got each other. But listen, there's a lot of people that follow Christ because of convenience over commitment. Convenience over commitment. Now, out here today, I'm going to tell you, this is not convenient. It's not convenient being in your vehicle. It's not convenient being out in the parking lot and the wind blowing my pages on my Bible and irritating the neighbors, right? That's not convenient. But I'm going to tell you something. It's commitment. And I wish you knew all the commitment that came in to making all this possible here today. It's commitment. Now, we like, we like convenience, but I'm here to tell you there's a couple things I like about this drive-in service. Number one, if you say, Preacher, I can't hear you, well, that's on you because you got to turn your radio up. Amen. You say, Preacher, my seat's not comfortable. Well, it's your car. And, I, and you say, Preacher, I don't like who I'm sitting beside of. Well, you married them. Say amen right there. So I like that part of it. But it's, uh, it's not convenient. But listen. Uh, convenience means well-suited with respect to facility of ease of use. Favorable, easy. We like easy. We like comfortable. But when you follow in Christ, yes, some things are convenient. The fact we can call Him at any time in prayer, you know, that's convenient. But listen, it's more about commitment. And the Lord Jesus said when it was uh, coming to be a disciple, 
It still says in the Bible that we got to do some forsaking, folks. Some forsaking. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. If any man will come after me, let him first deny himself. So there's got to be a forsaking. Next, there's got to be a forgetting. Matthew 16, 24. Jesus said you got to take up the cross. Carrying that cross is not convenient. Carrying a cross and bearing a cross is not convenient, but it's commitment. And then we, well, there's got to be some forgetting and there's got to be some following to be a disciple. He says, and follow me. Matthew 10, 38. And he that taketh up his cross and followeth, and followeth after me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. So some people just follow Christ for the commitment. But it's it, uh, for convenience. But it's convenience over commitment. The next thing I want you to see is some people just followed the Lord because of his miracles. It was miracles instead of the master. You know, people just follow God, most people, when they're in trouble and when, when they need something and when they're in a fix, they'll pull God out like we say a spare tire and he's not first in their life. And then as soon as they get what they need, they're out of church, and they're not following God like they should, when, because they were just after the miracles. And there were people that followed the Lord Jesus in his earthly ministry that wasn't true followers. They just wanted the miracles. They just wanted to, wanted to follow him because of what he could do for them. But it, folks, it's, it's more. We're not after the miracles. Thank God for the miracles that God can do. But we ought to be in this for the master. We're in it for the master. They went back in John chapter 6. Many were just following because of the miracles to see what they could get out of it and get out of him, but not what they could put in. You notice in verses uh, 26 through 29, he talks about sust sustaining them. And let me just say again, as I've said before, God will sustain the church and God will sustain you and God will sustain me through this whole pandemic. Let me see some hands out there. God's going to sustain us and God's going to take care of us and God's going to, there you go, yeah, God's going to, he's going to take care of us and he's going to sustain us through all of this. But you know, some people need to be turning to God, but as soon as it's all over, they're going to forget. We're going to forget about God. So let's not do that. But he talked about sustaining verses 26 through 29 in chapter 6. 26 through 29, he says, uh, Jesus answered, says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because you saw, not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat the loaves and were and were filled, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat that endureth unto everlasting life, which the Lord, the Son of Man shall give you, for him hath God the Father sealed. And so here you see. Uh, that they follow just because of what can be sustained. Some people just follow God uh, because they want to see the signs and they want to see the miracles. And we see that in verse number 30. It says, They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat man in the desert as is written, He that give them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus 
said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven, which you're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. So some of them just followed for the miracles, and some just followed for, they just followed for the, the signs, and they were just uh, uh, spectators, if you will. But we need to be following the master, not, not the miracle. So we see convenience, uh, and some people follow in convenience instead of commitment. And some of them follow miracles instead of the master. Number three, here's a big one. They follow religion instead of a relationship. Religion instead of a relationship. They were talking about the provision with the manna out there in the wilderness in verse number 31. And it says, And many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? They were talking about the provisions in verse number 31, talking about, Hey, we, we want what comes from heaven. We want the benefits, but we don't want a relationship with Jesus Christ. Many people have religion, but they don't have relationship. In verse number 32, he told them in chapter number 6, as I find my way back again, 36, or 32 I should say, they said, Therefore to him what sign showest thou then that we may see and believe what that dost thou work? And God told him, verse 31, Our fathers did eat man in the desert as written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. They were talking about that manna. And he said for the in verse 33, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth unto you unto the world. They wanted that, like that heavenly manna and those miracles. But when he told him, he says, I'm the bread from heaven. I'm the manna from heaven. That manna represented me. That manna was talking about me. That spoke of Christ. Hey, not about something that's going to sustain you for a day. A miracle, folks, sustain you for a little while got a health problem, God sees fit to heal you, you'll be healed a while, but just a while. You get enough meat to eat for today, enough bread to eat for today, well, that'll take care of today. But I'm telling you, he said, if you, if you uh, he said, I'm the bread of life, and I'll sustain you and give you everlasting life. So we need the person, not the, not the religion, not the religion that a lot of people have, but the relationship with Jesus Christ. Next was a preservation. And we'll skip over that one to the next one. Here's a real big one. This is right here where we're living right now. Many people are a participant. Uh, we need uh, those. We need a partic par participators instead of spectators. There, I finally said it. <laughs> Participate, uh, participators, people who are participate in things instead of a spectator. They recognize that verse number 53, it says, every man went into his own house. Went to his own house. Spectators, people just watching. You know, there are a lot of people, there's a lot of, uh, right now, you're not able to come to church, in a sense, where people can see you. I know you're in your vehicles and so forth, and I can see you through there. But you're not, people are not getting a lot of recognition now for the things that they're doing. If you're reading your Bibles... If you're praying, if you're living the Christian life outside the four walls of this church, during this time, there's not a lot of people watching. And that's what God, what we need right now. We need some people that will serve Him even though when nobody's watching. 
to live for him when nobody's watching and to participate and not just be a spectator. So there was a lot of people that sat around and watched and liked to see all the things the Lord done, but they didn't want to participate. Now, when he really got down to business and he was talking about the bread of life, the Lord Jesus said, I'm going to thin this crowd out real quick. And he started talking about the bread. They said, we love it. We love in the Old Testament. We talked about that man that came from heaven. We love the sound of that. But when he got to talking about, you got to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. When he started talking that stuff, that's when they said, we can't do this any longer. That's about all I can take. Because you know that what the difference was? The difference was they liked the religion on the outside and they liked the facade of religion on the outside and they didn't mind the, the, water of, uh, the water of life on the outside. But when he started saying, you got to consume me, and when he said, "You got, I want to be inside and live on the inside, they said, whoa, wait a minute. I can't handle that, and I'll have none of that. And there's many people today that will say the same thing. They'll say, hey, I'll take religion. I'll take enough just so I don't embarrass the family, right? Have enough religion. But when it comes to really being a true Christian, they didn't want to have anything to do with it. So, folks, just a couple things today as we're winding down. We notice convenience over commitment. God's reduced us to the simplest form of a church. We got the word of God. We got prayer. We got fellowship. We got it, They wanted the miracles over the master. Let's not be after what God can do for us. Thank God for what he does for us. But listen, folks, if he never blessed us again from this day forward, we've got a lot to be thankful for. If God doesn't bless you not one more time in your life, Already you'd have to say God's been good. Amen. Amen. Miracles over the master. Religion over a relationship and participators instead of just uh, people as spectators. And so right now we have the wonderful privilege and opportunity to be, the, to be the church and to be what we need to be for Christ. When nobody else is watching and nobody else is looking, we can be the church. So let's not be like this crowd when the going gets rough and the pandemics come, pandemics come, what may, and the troubles and trials come, what may, let's still live for God. Let's still serve Him. Let's still live for Him. Let's still stay strong. Let's still live the Christian life. I want each and every one to bow with me in prayer. Heavenly Fathers, we come before you today. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for the fact we are able to meet those who were helping and Lord putting all this together many things went into this drive-in service today I'm thankful for all the help the volunteers of our church to make it happen thank for those who came out Lord how encouraging it is to see the church folk out there and Lord even though at a distance during this pandemic Lord we're thankful for those who made the effort to come out and be with us in the drive-in service or either watch us live on Facebook Lord we understand that in the day in which we live but Lord, we know we may do this a while, but I'm encouraged because the church of Jesus Christ goes on building or no building. The church of Jesus Christ goes on whether pandemic or not. And we can still live for you and serve you and be the church during this time. And Lord, this just shows me that what you said to Simon Peter, that upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We'll thank you and praise you for all you do. God bless each and every one today. 
We ask it done in Jesus' name. And all God's people out there in the cars on Facebook said, Amen. All right, here's some honking. All right, we appreciate y'all being with us. I want to say a couple things as a way of announcement is uh, we appreciate y'all. We, we love each and every one of you. It is so good to, to actually put my eyes on you and see you. And uh, I want you to take care of yourself. Be safe. We'll be doing this from now on at 10.30 on Sundays. Okay, weather permitting. If it pours down rain, I'll go online on Wednesday. And then on Wednesday nights, we'll be doing uh, Facebook 7 o'clock from my house. Okay, so God bless you, Brother Guy and Brother... Um, John right here, they were receiving the offering, so they're going to be out here in a minute if you need to stop by and see them. And then also right down here on the uh, Mission House porch are some CDs and DVDs, and I do not have this Wednesday uh, made yet, but I'm working on that. So if you'd like to go down that way and pick up some CDs or DVDs from the past services. But in the meantime, good to see you, and God bless you, and have a good rest of the day.